actually on Twitter, there are a lot of people that are looking for artists. And if you just search, you're going to probably come across an art director or something that's looking for a new artist that isn't like, you know, well-known yet or is looking for work. And you never know. Sometimes it's just like that. And then you have a job and then you're like, oh, this is great. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Welcome to the Art Heroes Podcast, guys. My name is Mary AJD. I'm your host, and I'm really happy to know that you're here back with me this week. This week we prepared a pretty unusual guest for you. It's Asia Noble. She's a nomadic illustrator and now she's based in Bali, but she's been living all over the world for the past, I guess, 10 years. Asia works for a variety of clients freelancing uh, from World Bank to Google and looks like she's doing a great job managing this lifestyle and her career. Let's talk to her and find out how she does that. Welcome, Asia. All right. Yes, we are now live. Aisha, welcome to the show and thanks so much for uh, coming to the Art Heroes podcast. I'm really excited to have you here and uh, I bet you're one of the most international uh, guests we've had so far. Hi, Aisha. Hi. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for inviting me, Maria. I'm really happy to be here. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Let's, yeah, uh, cool. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get going because uh, I've got actually a whole list of things to cover. Uh, oh. Well, and yeah, sorry, the other page as well. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, I hope I don't overwhelm you, but uh, uh, let's just actually start with uh, maybe just you because uh, I'm, I bet you're the best one introducing yourself and how do you define yourself as an artist and as a human being? So, you know, a little bit of both. Okay, well, um, my name is Asia. Um, I'm, I just turned 30 this year. I'm a self-taught um, freelance illustrator. I started freelancing in about 2014. And right now, what I do is I illustrate for packaging. I illustrate for um, animations. So I don't really animate myself, but I'm getting for animations. I do a bit of um, product design as well, um, and a bit of everything. But right now, uh, I'm focusing a lot more on my illustration career. Yeah, amazing. And I know that uh, you've had uh, um, quite like diverse projects behind your back, like uh, uh, yeah. from books to um, like work for Google and uh, yeah. yeah, and other exciting clients. So, um, yeah, I actually, I, I started out doing a, an educational book for this project with the World Bank in Belize. And it's like super d- disconnected from me, but like, I, I was lucky enough to find this job online and then I applied for it. Then I started doing educational books and then I started doing um, book covers and then I started doing children's books and then eventually comics and then eventually um you know illustrations for I, i'm not sure if you like craft beers uh, yeah yeah. Started doing, yeah oh perfect i love craft beers um i got this job also a few years ago and i still have it um and it's also brought me a lot of different but related jobs uh i do like illustrations for beer packaging 
Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And Amazing. then now, yeah, and then now, um, somehow all of that experience, you know, structured like illustrations with educational books has led me to creating um, animation assets for like companies like Google or Yahoo. Um, yeah. So that's so, yeah, that's actually what I wanted to clarify a little bit more because that sounds like super interesting. But what is an animational asset? So, is it like yeah. a character? Is it like, a, um, I don't know, what is it like? It's a bit of everything, actually. So, I am not the animator per se, although one day I will be. I'm actually starting. Um, what they do is they give you a, a script, they give you a list of scenes. Um, and you do everything, well, depending on the project, I do everything from the character concepts uh, to preparing the characters for the animators. And that means like making sure that it's easy for people to rig these puppets and animate them. I also do anything from, let's say, creating the background scenes to even just like that you see like for motion graphics. So, I know that the, uh, I also work with some people that prefer to just make things smooth versus drawing everything from scratch. So I'm the person that they they ask to draw um, the things that they need to move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's um, that's basically two D. So like flat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So um, and then uh, um, how long does it typically take to create? I don't know assets for um, like one piece or it obviously depends on the type of the project um it varies it varies greatly uh, from project to project but let's say uh if it's like a one minute two minute video it can take anywhere between let's say three to five days for me to create all of the assets for it and then as i'm creating the animators also like starting to rig all of the things that I create. So normally it's around a week to create a video that's about a minute or less long. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what is the, um, what are the videos like? Is it also educational content or? Um, it's a mix actually. This is why I started really enjoying it and um, really getting interested in animation is uh it started out actually as internal videos mm -hmm. um, and then it became more like, I don't know if you've heard of those whiteboard animations. I'm not a huge fan of whiteboard animation, um, but most of my experience from before came from that. And then it, now it's more like uh, real animation, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes it's frame by frame, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's more like using After Effects or like uh, mm -hmm, I don't know, mm -hmm. animate. So like, um, so, it's not all educational. It's actually um, a lot of these animation videos are not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe them as educational. I also wouldn't describe them as those graphic information videos on YouTube. I think it's more like for ads. Okay. Ads. Um, uh, you know how to use a product, what you can get out of a product, or like okay. for example, okay, okay, okay. concepts. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So talk to me a little bit about the tools. So what is like, you know, your key, the, the key software that you use and uh, yeah, um, like some of your favorites. Well, I know that in the creative industry, everybody loves the Adobe suite. And honestly, like 
they're amazing they're super useful but for me as an illustrator who started out with like illustration and stuff if i could i would use clip studio paint forever so when i'm sketching i actually use clip studio paint built within the program i'm not sure if you're familiar with clip studio paint uh no actually i haven't I haven't no, seen it before it's, it's it's a great program it's also like I mean, I should probably get sponsored because <laughs> um, I talk about it so much. Um, but like, I wish, right? Uh, Clip Studio Paint is great because uh, that's where I do all my sketches and they have all these 3D models that are ready to use. Okay. Um, that, you know, for reference images, for my animation assets, you can even actually animate within Clip Studio Paint. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do everything um, from sketch to painting there. But when it comes to preparing, all these sketches for animation, I then move to uh, Adobe Illustrator. Okay. And then from Adobe Illustrator, you know, uh, the rest of the team or whoever I'm working with, they move to After Effects and then, you know, eventually to Premiere. But um, for me, every all the magic for animation happens in Illustrator. Everything from uh, making sure all the files are in good order, making sure that the characters are usable. Um, yeah. Okay, so I asked you a little bit about the videos, but uh, actually, uh, to me personally, books always have had like this magic, especially like, you know, illustrated books, and uh, it's, it's a really like special object. Um, so when it comes to uh, creating a book, like illustrations for a book, um, like, would it be, would you be working alone? And uh, again, like, uh, um, what happens with the time frame? So for books, um, it's also, the thing is with, and I'm sure this is the same with like the 3D industry, like the projects are so like diverse. Yeah. So like sometimes a book can take me like a month. Sometimes it's like a six month long ordeal. It really depends on who you're working with. So like sometimes I have a client who let's say comes to me and has an idea and I want to do a book, blah, blah, blah. So I price it according to, let's say, the amount of work that they need. And a lot of the time, the client or the author is the only one preparing the book. And um, so what I do from there is I have to like actually storyboard. I then start sending style frames. And then that can take anywhere, depending on the, the level of detail for a book, it can take me anywhere between one full day to like a month to make a page because it really depends on the level of detail. Um, I, I see a lot on Twitter that for books, it's like, there's a whole like drama going on in the book illustration world about like fairly pricing book illustration. Yes, of course. Yeah. So like a lot of people are like, you can't get paid hourly. It's too much. You can't get paid less than like 3k for like a page. It's too much, you know? So, um, with that in mind, the pricing in mind, yeah, it's anywhere between a month to like six months, sometimes like a year to wow. do a book especially if it's me alone and I am working with the author. Um, it's even longer if there's the editor that's like, you know, involved in saying, okay, actually you can't, you can't include this kind of like part of your illustration in this book or the publisher wants to change this part of the book or redo this whole chapter, you know? So it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Now I completely understand why actually books are so special. Of course, if you compare the 
you know, like the time frame it takes to produce um, a piece of a short video versus up to one year yeah. for a book. That's yeah, not, I mean, that's if not. you look at if you look at all these like really gorgeous um, books, like I don't know, even the Winnie the Pooh books. I'm not really sure how long those took to make, but if you look at the care and the love that you put into the scenes behind Winnie the Pooh, it's like you know, it's like okay, this did not take you less than a day to like paint, you know. But then <laughs> you you also have people like. Um, uh, Oh my god, I'm forgetting one of my favorite artists for comics. The guy that paints um, Marvel and DC characters, like every every panel is watercolor. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I'm yeah. sure I am, but I, I it's not I'm a domain sure right are. now, but I'm sure I Alex am. Alex Ross. Yes. His yes, name is Alex Ross. Of course, yes. yes. Um, I mean, if you look at how Alex Ross, okay, but we're talking about graphic novels now, so I'm getting like a little yeah, bit Yeah, yeah, no, but still, you know, yeah, relevant. Like, if you look at like the level of detail he puts into the faces and the scenes and the you know a lot of clients or a lot of like publishing house well actually you know not not publishers mostly like authors that have no experience with books um they think that creating like a page or a piece of art is just like this yeah and a lot of times they're like well, why is this taking so long you're just drawing like one kid in in front of like a living room or a sofa and they're like you don't understand that you you have to like make sure that the perspective is right, that the sofa cushions make sense and the kid is sitting in the right way and then you have to draw the leaves and yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, completely. It's uh, especially when you're alone in charge of the whole, I guess, um, like the whole thing, not like yeah. some other person is just designing the kid and yeah. you're just designing the sofa. Yeah, so it would be great though. It would be great <laughs> if we had some help. Like, I admittedly, I am so bad at backgrounds. I, if I could, I would just like draw people forever, like right. with no background. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me take a little bit of a step back because I think you've got like the very, very interesting background, and uh, you know, also like how your life took you different directions. So um, I know you're originally from Philippines, right? Yes, I'm and now you live in now you live in Bali. Yeah, now okay. I'm in Bali. But um, like, yeah. but like, also like, what happened in between is a big mystery. <laughs> Meaning yeah. there's like um, countries. So, so how did this happen for you that you um, left Philippines and started traveling, like literally, um, like nomadic life? Well, I I I left. I've always wanted to like just see the world, even as a young kid. Uh, I really liked the book Around the World in 80 Days. Um, and then, you know, plus I, I really, I'm super into fantasy books that take you traveling and stuff. So I, wa I wanted to go on my own quest. Anyway, uh, totally unromantic start of my journey was I got a really good job uh, that allowed me to travel the world in 2011, completely unrelated to my art career, like completely. But it let me travel to all these wonderful places, meet all these amazing people. And it paid well enough that I was able to save some money to kind of start freelancing. Um, so I've been traveling since 2011. And then I started freelancing around 2014. Okay. Uh, most of the countries I went to was for this job. And the rest of the countries that I ended up actually staying in for like long periods of time were countries that really like inspired me to like pursue my freelancing career. It's like uh, in 2014, um, 
yeah in 2014 i was just like i don't think i can work in this kind of job again or any in any kind of job where i need to like did you do down. like sales or what you're like <laughs> i was doing sales that's a really good like intuition um yeah i was doing um i don't know i was doing something called like country promos where yeah. you go around countries yeah and then you interview like the public government or private sector and doing sales for that for like big magazines um but i hated it i was crying like every day <laughs> i was crying every day and then the thing is like in between all of that i was still drawing i was always drawing like the people i end up meeting i was sketching the places i would go to and um i remember that i was like why am i still doing this it doesn't make me happy and i don't know the first thing i ended up doing was go to colombia actually where i ended up as an english professor but interesting thing during my whole like um year and a half there in this uh university uh they were looking for someone to do some graphic illustrations and i was like you know what i've got some free time maybe i should do it and so wow. like yeah so one of my first paid gigs was like for an english learning website in colombia um drawing kids wow <laughs> and amazing yeah and then that helped me get some uh gigs for children children's book illustrations later on but yeah so yeah a year and a half in colombia and then i left i traveled a few more places um and then i i was like okay i'm done with traveling maybe i'll go back home for a bit so i moved back to the philippines for like another year and a half um i'm not sure if you're familiar with boracay but mm -hmm. a little boracay, bit yeah it's like i love that place it's um it's like this I'm not sure if everyone else on Art Heroes is familiar yeah, probably. with it. Yeah, probably hard. Yeah, that's uh, that's not an easy one. Okay, so I'll, I'll describe it a little bit. It's, yeah, go um, ahead. It's literally paradise on earth. It's uh, the beaches are white sand. Um, the, the water, you can walk 200 meters out into the sea and you can see your feet. Wow. And um, it was great because not only was I there um living off savings and burning through my money <laughs> i was surrounded by other other people that are all were also living off savings and burning through their money but all doing art you know i met a few artists there who are still my friends they were encouraging me to like okay maybe pursue a uh, pursue your art thing like keep drawing so i was still drawing um i was uh it was hard because the internet in bracket wasn't amazing it was it was hard to do like my yeah. client calls and i was but at least at the very least like i was doing all of this work but i was in front of like the best looking palm trees in front of like blue water you know okay um, okay i'm i'm bragging a little bit now it's just no like, no just, no i'm like you know amazing i was actually <laughs> imagining this in my head i'm like oh my yeah. god i'm not sure i would like really enjoy it for a really really long time because i bet uh -huh. you can get tired of palm trees like you know same way you yeah. get tired of everything else <laughs> yeah exactly. but I'm sure, i'm sure it was amazing it was it was i mean a year is enough uh, it, it's also known as a party island and a lot of people actually know it as a party island if you don't actually get into it the impression is all you do is party there which is not true um it's very it's good for like if you're an artist because it's refreshing you can there's art supplies you can paint you can chill you meet other artists there somehow you know and um yeah so uh, after that i left again so I, i go back and forth from all these places and sometimes manila to visit my grandparents or like my family who's all in the states because i'm the only one that isn't a resident 
Okay. <laughs> I have family in the Bay Area. Um, so actually, like half of my family there, like my cousins, they're all artists also. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I have some cousins that have an art gallery over in Oakland. Um, my sister is also a really good, like, sketch artist. Um, yeah, and I have a little brother, uh, Thorin. I named him Thorin. Uh, he's also really into drawing right now, so I'm kind of helping Wow, that. okay, but, so um, there's, like, the whole family thing. Yeah, my dad also is kind of, like, a frustrated artist. Like, I saw his <laughs> sketchbooks, and I was like, why did you stop? He's like, there's no money in that. And I'm like, I'm kind of surviving. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I go back and forth, and then suddenly i find myself in bali and i haven't left amazing amazing so when did you actually start freelancing like full time as of like you know uh, not looking for any other uh, gigs rather than art gigs um it's been on and it was on and off for a long time so i mentioned i think earlier in this conversation that i started freelancing 2014 yeah so I was able to do that a few months and then um, it was hard because I was just starting. I had no network. I yeah. didn't go to art school. So I didn't really have a lot of like um, artist friends. Um, so it was literally trying to hit the ground running. Uh, and eventually I had to give up for a little while. A little while. Um, actually, I started again. I restarted the freelancing full time for real without anything else was here in Bali actually also. Okay. And um, so 2016 was a bit of like up and down. So I would be like freelancing for like four to six months at a time, but I would be getting gigs on the side for something yeah. else. Okay. And, and 2016, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start not taking any other jobs and let's see. I, but, work. I mean, it helps to have... Yeah, it, it helps to have someone help you out too. Like I moved in with my partner as well. So we share expenses, we share the rent. Yeah, and he's the one that's been like really pushing me to like, he was yeah. like, why, why are you still getting other jobs? Why don't you just do this full time? So yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I, I get that. So, you know, like you mentioned two things like network and art school. Uh, to what yeah. extent do you think both are necessary? And, uh, you know, um, like, do you think uh, um, you would be better off if you had an art school training? Um, you know, it's interesting. Like every time I mention something like art school, all of the bigger artists that I see on Twitter or even like my friends who work really good jobs, they keep saying that you don't need it. But I don't know. I see that, you know, I don't think most people would have gotten where they are without a little bit of help, right, from school. I mean, that's also the whole reason I'm taking my postgrad in illustration next year. Well, it's supposed oh, to be Oh, you are. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it was supposed to be this year, um, but, you know, Corona happened. So we, it was postponed to 2021. I was, I'm actually supposed to be in Barcelona right now. Right. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the um, whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, I think. I think networking is really important. I think it's really important to be active in your art community. Yeah. Uh, or at least with other people who are super active in the art community. Most of my jobs have come not, not even from Instagram, if you think about it. Uh, if I think about it, most of my jobs have come from referrals, from people that know people that know people that know people. Yeah. <laughs> from LinkedIn, for some reason. 
and um, my website where I write stuff. So I get some hits, um, just even just talking about like me drawing, I get inquiries from people that want to work with me. Okay. And then um, Twitter helps sometimes, but most of it is actually like from the network. Wow. Like, so so yeah. like, you know, give me a few tips, um, like how to build your network without having one, just like where to go, imagine, you're just starting, you know, yeah. no other artists. What would you do today? Um, if I were just starting, I'd probably start by one, you know, social media is really powerful. And yeah. even though I do say that I'm not personally getting a lot of stuff from social media, I do get a lot of information on who I can approach. Uh, what organizations I can join to make my work better because it's always better to have someone else come in and tell you hey you're doing this well and you're not doing this so good so maybe you should try doing this and asking this person for advice so I would say maybe start following people whose work you admire on social media maybe engage with them look for other people that are trying to improve uh, their work as well um, if you're looking for a mentor start messaging people who you think could be a good mentor for you honestly if i could restart my whole like everything career related i would somehow still find a way to go to art school or join like some sort of online art school where there's a like a huge community i think that's okay. important like go out and look for communities either locally or like online and those help a lot those help uh, a whole lot. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of like getting tips and just like getting to know people who do the same thing as you. Yeah, exactly. Or even like, um, even, you know what I like? I, I'm, I'm kind of a masochist like this. Uh, sometimes when I join a new community, <laughs> I, I look for, okay, the feedback channel on Discord. Discord is also really great for getting feedback and getting jobs, actually. Um, I ask them, for feedback, crit critique of my work. I, I always ask for like, like, you know, a review of my body of work if they're, if they're willing or if they just feel like roasting someone. It's good to kind of get roasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now <and then. laughs> yeah. Do you um, get upset then? No, actually, it's like, I actually see the point in a lot of the critique that I get and I appreciate it when someone Okay, sometimes it hurts when they're like, that really sucks, but there's no reason for why it sucks. But if there's a reason that they say something I do sucks, then it doesn't hurt. Okay. Like, if they say that arm is not in the right area, or you're using too much color here when you should pull back here, so it sucks. I, or, or, like, or like, the boy has six fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the boy has, that makes sense. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, I, don't I, I don't know why I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like that, I that totally makes complete sense. And I'd be like, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like your art sucks, you should stop drawing. I'd be like, okay, I don't yeah. really care. Just yeah, but that's not that's not critique. That is more of a being yeah. like, you know. Trolling. Yeah, <laughs> trolling. Or, yeah, internet is full of these things. So yeah. I don't think uh, it's hard not to take things seriously. Not to take things yeah. seriously. Uh, but yeah. I, yeah, because you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, but yeah, I get it. I get it. Even like this is it's all already hard. Just putting yourself in front of the camera and you're not really sure 
of how many people you're going to reach, even if it's going to reach like five people or 500, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard because one, you are literally going to be perceived yeah. by many people from like, based on like this short amount of time yeah, yeah, yeah. without the context of knowing who you are exactly. And it's hard. But I guess bottom line, what you just said, if I got you right, is that you, you should still do that. You will get yeah. critiqued, but still that will be yeah. for the good. It's really helpful for building skill and um, getting humble, getting used to actually also getting feedback from art directors. You need, you need to get brought down sometimes, but like gently. It doesn't have to be like someone throwing you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, just uh, uh, to round up this whole topic of like network and referrals, yeah. I actually wanted to ask you, how did you get like uh, some of your best clients and like big names? Um, was it, and you mentioned that like uh, some of it was uh, about referrals. Um, yeah. Like, uh, um, you know, there is, uh, um, I think it's always harder to uh, to get like, to get to work with really big clients and uh, yeah. to maintain them over time, maybe even harder. Um, so uh, what do you think you did to get those? Not um, everybody could say like, oh my God, I worked with Google and not even say, yeah. but just like have it on your portfolio. Yeah. Like with World um, Bank. Well, I guess the first thing you have to do is to get even close to that. I'm, I'm not really like a big fan of um trying to chase the big names because most of the time you don't really get to put a lot of yourself into that a lot of your stamp or like yeah. your stamp at all into these works because they get distilled by the marketing department by legal by every you know everything yeah. but um it's still really great to have these because they kind of legitimize i'm not saying that if you haven't no, of course yeah yeah just maybe but makes like, your life easier in the future it, it makes your life so much easier you, you get legitimized in a way that oh okay so this big corporation has entrusted this person with a responsibility to do this and to even earn that kind of responsibility i think it's important one is to have a body of work that you know that kind of um shows the client that you're trying to get that you can do a certain style or a certain way, or that you even have the skills to implement the project that they need. Like, so one is just do the work, improve your skills first, display your best work if you can. And if you can't, like, cause you know, working with big clients also includes a lot of like NDAs and sometimes yeah. like for the World Bank, I wasn't able to like display any of that work for the next two years, <laughs> two, two years. years. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other clients, though, they're a lot more loose with this. So they allow sharing if it's um, if it's for like a portfolio, when it's like when you're sharing it with a, when you're trying to get more work and stuff. Some clients to just say like, no, you can't share any of this until it's published or until we're finished. Publishing is over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's really important get your best work out there and if you're not allowed to share um, something that you've done for a similar client that you want to do for this big client make something similar you know okay. just make something similar so you can't be you can't be told that hey the you're you're not supposed to show this character yet we haven't launched this so make something similar change a few things and say this is uh, something i created for x client that is doing this big thing in this important okay. industry you know you can be vague and then when you're actually talking one-on-one, one-on-one with someone, then you can show your body of work. 
a lot of the times I've asked permission to do that from um, my clients and they've said yes. Thankfully now they trust me a little bit more so I can actually display a, a bit more work. Okay. Yes. One is do the work. Two, if you can't do the work uh, or if, if you can't like show what you've done, uh, change it a little bit so you can show uh, work that displays the skill sets that you have to complete the job that they need. Okay. And then, um, I guess what works for me is I just like, I literally just like messaging random people that are open to receiving like, you know, pitches or like, you know, DMs. Because actually on Twitter, there are a lot of people that are looking for artists. And if you just search, you're going to probably come across an art director or something that's looking for a new artist that isn't like, you know, well known yet or is looking for work. And you never know. Sometimes it's just like that. And then you have a job and then you're like, oh, this is great. You know, wow, so. really? Okay. Yeah. I personally just don't use Twitter a lot. So, you know, it's just uh, a whole it's new a world. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, uh, well, um, but I totally trust you, you know? So, uh, like you mentioned, uh, some of the people that would be like a good point of contact are our directors and who else, like in terms of like profiles? So like um, for illustrations and stuff, even for design stuff, because, you know, a lot of illustrators also work with designers or like um, art directors. So art directors work really well. Um, if you're looking to get into like animation and stuff or just even, you know, breaking into or putting in like get, trying to get experience, uh, look for like producers, editors, stuff like that. Because a lot of the times, especially now, actually, um, there's a huge there's huge demand in people with like, okay, for me, anyway, yeah. uh, there's huge demand for people that specialize. Like for example, if you specialize in Illustrator or if you specialize in After Effects, then there are higher chances of you getting a job with someone that you message on LinkedIn, you know, than it would be if you do a little bit of everything, you know? So yeah. uh, message people on LinkedIn if you, if you see that they're looking for, artists a message like uh art directors producers editors what else mm. that's a great list huh that is very yeah. very that is very Graphic very helpful. designers also have good like well um in my case i would say i'm lucky also to know graphic designers that know all of these other people so sometimes there's a lot of connections that you can make yeah and that's other. where our uh, whole topic of network uh comes back into play <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you really need a network. You need a network. Otherwise, you're gonna like just you're just gonna dry up and like just wait for things to happen. You need to reach out to people. You also need to show interest. You know, with yeah. You know. I, I think this is also a very important tip because not every artist is skilled at reaching out and is like comfortable enough reaching out. Um, it's you know. hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard for me too. Like I just. I just have to like put on my sales face and just be like, yes, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, trust yeah. Me. exactly. Yeah. But that's really important because uh, I know a ton of great artists. They're just like, uh, um, you know, um, not, not reaching out enough, I think. And maybe yeah. that's why they just don't get enough gigs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So another th another topic that I wanted to touch on is uh, um, actually starting up, and I know you teach uh, some of your skills as well. Um, so 
talk to me a little bit about uh, about that. Like uh, you've got a a course on Skillshare, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? And yeah. something also on Gumroad. Yeah. So okay. um, the stuff on Gumroad are actually some of the stuff that I teach on Skillshare. I just put a little bit more in Gumroad because you can download it, and I just thought, like providing more material there. Um, so I really love teaching because that's how I learn to like, I've learned everything from online classes, from other people talking, from webinars, from podcasts like this, like there's so many good podcasts out there and I'm really glad you're doing this also. It's, it's Thanks. pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I like to teach because it's, it's something close to my heart because like there is nothing that can replace a really good class. And that's what I'm trying to strive for, for people that are trying to be self-sufficient, especially for people that can't have access to school, like art school and stuff, you know, um, not only is it like a question of tuition, it's also a question of like, you know, physically being there physically, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, can, definitely. Yeah, so like if I can contribute just even a little bit of my time and skill to make someone that's learning the same thing as I am, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I want to make that journey easier, I do it. Like, right. but in Skillshare, I have like three classes. The first class yeah. I ever did was more of like a Hail Mary. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to teach how I learned to draw faces. And that's not really a, a, a really popular class, but it was my first experience in trying to put myself out there and create a class. And uh, it was so scary, but yeah, I got good. I got decent reviews from the few people that took it. And I did the second and then I, now I have a, the third class up. Um, it's, it's pretty new. I just released it like a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so I have a learn how to use 3D references in Flip Studio Paint class. And um, I also offer this on Gumroad, but you can actually download it on Gumroad and watch it over and over. Right. So, right, right. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much a class on, I know that there's a 50-50 divide in the art world with using references. I don't believe in tracing over images. But I do believe in using references like to study. So like, don't take a photo and draw over it, you know, but in my class, I highly encourage using not only 2D references, like images and faces to study how to draw like the nose, the eyes, the body. But I also encourage people to kind of use 3D references or 3D models so they can see how, you know, light affects a certain muscle, light affects yeah. the contours of the face, the planes of the face. So, um, yeah, so my class is pretty much just uh, a really short intro to how to use the 3D models in Clip Studio Paint. Right. Okay, cool. Very interesting. And so, uh, um, actually, what, what exactly, uh, what, what classes did you take as a beginner when you were starting out? Oh, like, uh, um, was it about, like, software introduction or more, like, actual, like, art Classes. I did everything. Um, but oh, okay. mostly it was all software. It was all software. So it was. It's hard to learn the software, especially I think if you remember maybe when Adobe was using the CS series, you know, before it became CC. Yeah. And um, I'm not gonna say that you know, as a as a teen, I've always been interested in digital art ever since like I was a kid. Not not as a kid as a teenager. Because as a kid, I was just drawing all the time. But as soon as I got my first copy of um, Photoshop, I think, it was like, oh my God, it was a baptism of fire. It was so, there were so many panels. I was like, what am I doing? So everything was 
learning trial and error, but thankfully I had so many um, of these people also teaching on YouTube, you know, practical ways uh, and deviant art. I'm not sure if you're- Yeah, yeah, yeah deviant art, yes, definitely. Yeah, so DA and then YouTube were like my two main schools of learning the software. And then for fundamentals of art, I don't think I really took a lot of those classes. I started taking those classes recently, like in the last five years or so, because I, I, I actually saw my old work and I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you look at your old sketchbooks, you're like, what? Did yeah. I ever think this was good? But yeah, so yeah, most of it was software. It's really hard to learn the software if you don't have a structure. Yeah. I mean, I you know how some software is like just yeah no i, I like uh, we have uh, so uh, uh, our students at art heroes always ask uh, like uh, a, a bunch of questions and for example like uh, uh, zbrush it's our main tool for like 3d art and uh, um and yeah so we're just preparing a fundamentals on zbrush uh, course just because everybody needs to know the details yeah. um and, and like the have like a structured way of going through it because even Sometimes uh, after like working with the software for months, you're still missing. And uh, even after years, maybe you yeah. don't know all the possibilities. So yeah, and same with like Adobe, um, all of them. Exactly. Like you can be working for like 10 years with Adobe. If you don't refresh the new stuff and the new oh, features, yeah. you're doing the job like three times harder. Like for example, because of my hubris or my ego, <laughs> I didn't realize that with Photoshop, there was content aware fill for the longest time. So I would do it manually. Like, <laughs> you know, like just like now you can actually just select the subject and it's going to do it for you. And I used to literally just do it all from scratch. <laughs> it, yeah. You're making life harder if you don't do the fundamentals for sure. And I really like classes that explain everything from like the basics. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's great that uh, you're uh, putting yourself out there and actually recording your knowledge. I think it's, uh, um, it's always helpful to know um, the perspective of an art, another artist as an artist and just like learn from somebody who's doing stuff that you like. So yeah. I think it's really powerful. And uh, yeah, um, I think there is, yeah. uh, you also mentioned that there is a, a, a special discount for uh, Art Heroes podcast listeners, right? Yeah. So, okay, cool. So I'll put a discount code under the video and also in the show notes uh, to this sure. episode. I think yeah. it's Art Heroes. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, it, I, cool. it was, um, yeah, art, I think it was just Art Heroes. I'll put all the links and all the discount <laughs> codes just there. Yeah. So I don't remember right now, but yes. Yeah, on the show, yes. Okay. Yeah. Asia, as I'm wrapping up, um, yeah. a good little tradition here in the podcast, uh, um, like there is a little questionnaire and mm -hmm. uh, you are to reply with a few words to every uh, question and I'm ready when you are. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Sure. All right, let's do it. So what's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home? Um, close the doors, face the wall, <laughs> play some <laughs> low-fi music. Don't drink too much coffee. Okay. okay that's more than one. Sorry. That's but all that's right. Like that's great. That, yeah, 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 exactly. That's like, you know, <laughs> package, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite tradition or holiday? Um, Halloween. Amazing. Um, what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? 
Uh, I try to do yoga in the morning and then go to the gym, but you know, Corona, but yeah, yoga and a little bit of weight. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your most used emoji? Oh, it's the, the, the emoji where you're crying with two rivers of tears <laughs> down. That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. What's your source of inspiration? Um, other artists. Cool. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Never think that you know everything you know. Always ask if cool. you know 100% story. You're... Okay, that was not really like... Yeah, uh, well, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you celebrate little victories? Um, I like to I like to celebrate the victories with the little things. So I always have like a bar of chocolate in my fridge. So after I do like one part of the the job, I sneak to the fridge and eat a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I hope you don't yeah. have too many of those. <laughs> I'm trying to train myself, you know. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, so if you could see one movie again for the first time, uh, what would that be? Definitely Spirited Away. Yeah. I, yeah. Studio Ghibli. Yeah. I, I, I get goosebumps when I hear Spirited Away. Even yeah, it's, so, yeah. It's, it's one of the favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah. Cool. Um, if you could choose any two famous people to have dinner with, who would you um, go out with? Oh, definitely these two writers that whose work I love, um, N.K. Jemison and Patrick Rothfuss, mostly for the fact that I want them to start talking and I want Patrick Rothfuss's stereotypes called out by N.K. Jemison. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. I just want to see both of them argue. <laughs> Amazing. And finally, what's your backup career? Um, maybe I'll be a basket weaver or... <laughs> Or maybe, well, I used to teach What a typical thing. Though. What yeah. a typical thing. Everybody would be a basket weaver in their backup career. Yeah, anyway, so what was the other thing? Oh, uh, I used to teach mermaiding, so maybe I'll try to teach mermaiding again. Mermaiding? What is that? Yeah. Like, you teach people to swim in mermaid tails. Oh, my God, please don't search it. But, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, used to I have my tail right here. <laughs> oh, my God, really? Really? Yeah, is, it, the, is, it, I, is it for real? I even have the instructor's guide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just keep it there as a reminder to, you know, Jeez, have a backup. That goes <laughs> right to my bucket list, you know, like uh, learn how to I swim. I gladly the... teach you. Oh my God. I would gladly teach you if we ever like cross paths internationally or like in some country somewhere. Oh my God. I've just added the. Um, so that I don't forget that was a mermaid sale. That's my drawing skills. <laughs> that goes to my bucket list. Wow. That's wow. That's great. Okay. Asia, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, like, thanks for sharing all of those. I Thank think that was uh, really, really, uh, helpful and very, very interesting. So as I said, all the links will go to the show notes and, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming Thank again. You for having me. Yeah. All right. I'll see you again. Yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Alrighty guys, I hope you had fun listening to this episode. Just a little reminder, I'm leaving all links that we mentioned during this episode right here in the show notes. So you can go to artheroes.co slash podcast and get access to all the discounts that were mentioned during the podcast, including Asia's tutorials. And also I'm leaving a special preview of ZBrush Fundamentals course 
that we're releasing without heroes any moment now so you can already watch the first uh, lessons of it for free on our website and the link to it is right there in the show notes too all right well have fun and i'll see you next week ciao thanks for listening to art heroes podcast check out www.artheroes.co for show notes more interviews and free tools made for you by our team of mentors tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work hero Thank mm-hmm. you.